Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the Astrologer Bill Atride radio show. Uh, this is my second show and I'm very excited about this new opportunity to, to meet all of you and to share with you some of my astrological musings in this format. Um, hopefully some of you have been following along in the blog and or I know how I sort of approach these matters and I uh, hope to extend the same kind of consideration and, and on quality of, of viewing the stars and our lives down here as I do in the blog. Um, from, from coming from the last show, um, what I was uh, attempting to do at that, in that show was to look at the overall planetary conditions that we have been encountering, sort of like the general astrological weather of the planets weaving through the signs, uh, which gives a certain quality and condition to the energies we're experiencing. And then their arrangements or alignments with one another, how far apart they are, and forming significant what we call in astrology aspects, which are just the division of the circle by a number, and sort of forming certain resonances between these planetary bodies. Um, and, and, and again, what I would hope to do today is to then turn our attention more to the question of, let's look at some specific charts in the news, uh, well, so for the U.S. chart and, uh, and Trump's chart, and people maybe working in his administration, as well as other countries' charts, uh, and see what that might indicate for us in terms of the current historical period we're going through and what we're, we're all experiencing, uh, witnesses to history as well as participants in history. Um, but before I go there, I also just want to remind you that you're welcome to call in with questions uh, and, and either on the topic of maybe a, a person or a country that I've already spoken about and ask a question about them or it, uh, or certainly ask a question about your own chart. And, and then I would just ask that you give me your first name, certainly, and, and at least date of birth and place of birth. If you have time, that would be great. Uh, and you may ask a question, of course, be discreet, because, of course, this is on air, and I will do my best to, to answer your question for you. Um, but actually, I thought just before we go into looking at these other charts and considering uh, what, what's going on here in the world in terms of national charts and also individuals' charts in the news, um, I thought I just would complete that sort of overview of the conditions we're encountering here, because I wish focusing on the long wave phenomena of Uranus and Neptune and Pluto and the mid wave, what we call crystallizing of Saturn to those three outer planets, and then Jupiter weaving in and out and, and really reminding us that we have these several different um, major influences operating. But as well, also what we will find is that they're, all the planets are moving, of course, and weaving out with one another. And I, I picked my last show in, in terms of a particular day because it was that Jupiter-Pluto alignment occurring back then. And I picked today's uh, forecast or, or radio show uh, well aware that yesterday, of course, began our Mercury retrograde, uh, the first full one of this year. We, we started the year with Mercury already in retrograde, but this is the one now running from April 9th to May 3rd. And, and of course, whenever Mercury is retrograde, I like to say it's a wonderful time to spend it in reflection and contemplation and self-reexamination, a perfect time to review and reconsider matters and repair our thoughts and our connections one to another. Uh, though it seems to be frustrating, it's because we're all sort of more inwardly attuned without knowing it or, or knowing it or not, as are others. And so we have to pay more attention and be more careful in our own exposition so that people understand what we are intending. Uh, and so it's good to know when these are happening. So this first one of the full, the full font one of, the, of this year, April 9th to May 3rd, the next one to put on your calendar would be August 12th to September the 5th. And then the third retrograde of this year will be on December 2nd slash 3rd, running to December 22nd. And I, sec I say second, third, because Obviously, things happen at a certain moment in time on this, for us on this planet, but depending upon where you are in the planet, things can maybe be happening on a certain hour, but another hour in another time zone, even a different day. So we sometimes have to sort of give that, sort of couch that and say, depending upon where you are, it'll go retrograde on December 2nd or 3rd and run to the 22nd. And it's also good to know that, of course, we're, we've just had Mercury turn retrograde here, and we're coming up on Venus finally turning direct. It's been retrograde since March the 4th, running until April 15th. And uh, it's a 40-day period of, of re-examination and reflection about value and about beauty and about love. 
And I would have to say that I've had quite a few calls <laughs> in, these, in these past weeks with people who are having uh, wonderful discoveries or challenges that were, were cropping up in their relationships uh, as a result of Venus being retrograde. It would not cause trouble, but it would point out the need to sort of review and re-examine and work upon relationship matters and all to the good if people are willing and able to do so. Uh, with relationships that are more um, tentative or challenged or already on their way sort of to becoming undone, this could further that process. But again, it was meant to be anyways, I suppose, and one would say this is a time to sort of more deeply re-examine the nature of value for oneself and how much I hold that with any other that I'm with. Um, so it's good to know these things. And so we're we just had Mercury retrograde. It's going to go till May 3rd, but starting on April 15th, Venus will go direct, and that'll 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 sort of help us become more able to now take our, our greater understanding about value and beauty and love in our life, and hopefully have that flow outward now into our outward experiences of enjoying the world around us and one another. Okay, uh, and then one more thing, just to put on the calendar, it's always to know when those eclipses are happening, which are twice a year usually, uh, and, and and comes in pairs with lunar and solar eclipses. So the we already have the solar eclipse of February 26th and the lunar of February the 10th. The next pair comes on August the 7th will be the lunar eclipse, and then on August 21st will come the solar eclipse of this year, okay? I just wanted to put those out as other sort of more transitory phenomena, and we could always look at Mars and other conditions forming up, but let's, let's turn to what I wish to talk about today, which is looking at individual charts. And, and of course, when we're talking about this kind of astrology, in this case, looking at countries' charts, or you could look at a corporation's chart, or some other kind of social entity, it's called mundane astrology, or, or worldly astrology, the astrology of nations and corporations and such. And, and of course, we have some very good charts for certain nations in terms of when they were born, but that's one of the big challenges for national charts, is that Many countries have great and long history, and so which chart does one use in terms of the, the form of its government and when governments rise and fall and come into power um, can, can set in something in motion that lasts for only, only a few years or decades or hundreds of years. Uh, and so some of the difficulty for us astrologers is figuring out, well, which chart do I use? And we try to test them, as you will, you might imagine, looking at the real history and then running our what we call our transits and often progressions in those charts to see, well, which chart seems to resonate more with the timeline of this country and go with that. Um, and yet when we don't have that information or even in addition to that information, going back to ancient uh, understandings of astrology, as the fate of the king or queen or emperor or empress went, so went that entity. And so if we don't have or wish to add to that insight into a country's future or its conditions, we can always look at its leadership and, and get very broad. They're not just the ruler, the king or queen, but looking at significant leaders in the body politic and, and outside of it in terms of community organizations and what have you. So it can get obviously very complex, but we would first look at the, the leader uh, and, and or the country's chart. And, um, and so I thought I'd begin today, of course, since we are here in the USA or I am, uh, and most of you are probably as well. Uh, and of course, it is a principal uh, consideration for world history at this time. Uh, we'll take a look at the US chart. And again, it is one of those charts that has been debated in terms of which one applies and which date. And of course, we tend to hold as, as Americans, um, this understanding of July 4th being the birth of our independence, our declaration of independence. And it's often those kind of markers when a flag is raised and a government comes into power, it's recognized by the world or what have you, that we have these nation, national events of a, a chart being constructed at a certain time. And one of the charts that, that many astrologers hold to for the USA is indeed on July 4th, 1776, around 5.13, 5.14 in the afternoon, which is when it was said that they all voted on the declaration and then decla and declared it as, as being in effect. Um, and what is striking about the USA's chart, uh, among many things, is that it has a tremendous, it is, of course, the sign of cancer, uh, which, of course, is a sign known for its commitment to to security and, and foundations and the roots of things, uh, and which is fine. But the ruler of, of, of the sign of, of cancer is the moon. And for the moon is in the U.S.'s chart in the sign of Aquarius, 
which is the sign of individuality and freedom and independence. Uh, and the moon is said to rule in a, in a country's chart or in a chart of an entity, um, the people. Uh, and certainly one thing that Americans seem to take great pride in is our striking individuality, our, our, our striving for independence, our originality, uh, or all those things that are sort of are, are in, sort of in, put into our, our, our myth of what kind of country we are to the world. And so in a sense, our essential character is to be uh, looking to the roots of things and securing lives and securing our fortunes for one another, the sun and cancer but paying heed to the need that each individual should be appreciated for the unique person that they are and that we're all individuals here. Uh, and then thirdly, always in a chart, you look at the sun sign, you look at the moon sign, and then you look to the rising sign to see how that, that entity will approach the world and, and, and put itself out there, sort of its persona or a mask that it wears. And given the time of birth for the USA, uh, it's Sagittarius, which is a sign known for its forthrightness and directness and, telling it like it is and having a strong sense of mission, a desire to explore and grow and expand throughout its life. And that certainly has been our motto that we are here with a, a new vision of the world. It's on our, it's on our currency, the new order for the centuries and that it's on the U S seal that we are consider ourselves to be something exceptional because here in modern history was the first time that a government was formed by the people and not beholden to any leader or any kind of old ancient hierarchy or authority, but we would be the self-governed and we would be bound by the laws we would write for one another to, to guide and protect us in our relationships one to another. And that is striking as well, because here in the USA's chart, the planet Saturn, the planet that rules law, is at the very top of the chart in the house that is said to rule the chief executive or the, 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 the supreme leader of the country. And indeed, having Saturn up there means that the law is king in the USA, quite, quite literally. So it's kind of striking. Um, and we can piece together, there's all different ways of sort of teasing out all this information about the USA chart. And one of the, one of the striking ones, of course, is that planet Uranus, um, which is the ruler for Aquarius, the planet of innovation and progressive, and progressive energies and science and, and progress, is in the sixth house of our chart, which is the house of our techniques and structures in terms of how we approach work and, and manage our, 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 our inputs in terms of production. And certainly one of the leading things about this country has been its being at the forefront of science and technical change and change and innovation in terms of the of manufacturing and the assembly line and all these innovativeness that America has always been seen itself as being at the cutting edge of this kind of progress. And, and one of the things that sort of a nation upholds for itself um, are its dreams and its vision of what it is to be and what it's to be for. And that is the planet Neptune. And for the USA, the, the planet Neptune is actually placed in our ninth house, which is the house of beliefs and truths and philosophies and science and religion. And Neptune up there means that we have these great dreams and visions about our beliefs and, and our, our way of life and our philosophy. And that's fine. But the challenge here is posed by the fact that the planet Mars, which is desire, action, and thrust in life, and how we sort of assert ourselves in the world, is exactly squaring that planet. Uh, and, and, it's, and Mars is in our seventh house of how we conduct ourselves towards others, and Neptune here in the house of our beliefs and ideals. And one of the errors I think we have repeated throughout our history has been that we have come up with these great ideals and truths and beliefs, basically about self-determination and democracy and all that. But then we fall into error when we try to impose that vision or view upon another culture or people who may certainly believe in these things, but may not be ready for it and not ready for it the way we're delivering it to them, certainly. And so we have to keep relearning this lesson that that truth and belief and, and free will and democracy must come from within. It cannot be imposed from without. We have to cultivate those conditions and foster this, but we cannot impose our truth upon another because, of course, that is a greater untruth for us uh, and for any other. 
Um, so in terms of where is the USA now? Well, again, there are many, many planets whirling around and causing certain alignments. But of course, if we stay with the bigger ones in terms of the major planetary alignments of, of again, moving from outward or, or inwardly from Pluto uh, to Uranus, uh, I, I mean, to Neptune and then Uranus, and then, of course, even bringing in Saturn and other factors, we can see these major influences weaving through a chart. And it's quite striking to see certain alignments, such as um, the planet Saturn, as it goes around the heavens in about 29 years, it aligned up with the ascendant or the descendant of a chart, the point of self-awareness or awareness of others in about every 14, 15 years. And so Saturn was actually on the USA's ascendant all during 2016, which is always a time when a new, a new sort of approach to the world and a way of presenting oneself is going to be manifested. And it's a reaction to what happened the 15 years or so earlier when something happened to the country. Well, that was 2001. So there's sort of a direct correlation between things that we were working on and struggling through in 2016 that had us looking back to what had occurred, and we all know what occurred in 2001. Uh, if we go back another cycle, it was 1986 when we were trying to, again, assert our identity in the world in a new way. And this reaction came out of 1972, which, of course, was when we were all going through the great struggles of Watergate and the crisis in our country in that regard. So it's, it kind of shows this kind of how are we dealing with law and our relationship to self and our relationship to others that seems to this, this seems to be a keynote of throughout our, our, our history. If we look more at what's happening in, in sort of bigger terms in this last year, the big uh, aspect occurring in the USA chart, and I spoke about this in the, or wrote about this in the blog, was Uranus squaring our Mercury. And again, Mercury rules the mind and thought forms, but in a country's chart, it rules communications, all communications and speech and writing. It's the, sort of the society's nervous system. Uh, so it's literature, intellectual movements and trends and schools and trade. It, it rules all those ways of we sharing and, and passing on information. Well, Uranus squaring Mercury is a time when our mind gets shook up and our communications get shook up and there's tremendous uh, discord and confusion and, and awarenesses and shocks to the system. The last time this happened for the USA was in 1973-74. Again, that was Watergate uh, and the crisis that ensued then. And before that was 1954, which was jo Joseph McCarthy and the communist uh, hearings and then him finally being uh, shut down and, and, and prevented from sort of this, this kind of uh, purge he was trying to conduct within the army and through uh, through culture and, and everything that it was just this this uh, witch hunt that he was uh, finally prevented from continuing in. Um, if we look um, also in terms of what is now happening in the USA chart in, in 2017, uh, the major influence we're in, engaged in this year is indeed that one where Saturn is opposite to our Mars, that planet of desire, action, and thrust in life, and to our Neptune, squaring it. And so just like in previous periods of 2008 and 9 or 2002, uh, it'll be about every seven or eight years, this is a time when we're again addressing that question of how we assert ourselves and be guided by our dreams versus trying to impose our dreams and ways upon any other as being a misuse of this energy and, and reminding ourselves and hopefully continue to learn that lesson. Um, but also what is happening in 2017 into 18 is this is a time when the Uranus in, uh, in the heavens is lining up with our own Pluto. Now, that's, again, this aspect that's been occurring out there in the heavens of Uranus and Pluto lining up with one another. So this is a time where we're dealing with the will and willpower in a country, which is what Pluto represents, sort of mass consciousness and mass understanding and how we drive ourselves in terms of transformation. Now lining up with Uranus, the planet of innovation and, and freedom and independence, but also rebelliousness and challenging the status quo. Uh, and the last time this would have happened uh, was when it conjuncted that Pluto in 95 and before that was 74 and before that was 54. All these are very important years, key to very strong uh, struggles in our country over power. The time that is most like ours, the one that rings as the same exact aspect of Uranus waxing a square to Pluto, was 1934-35, and that was indeed a term of great struggle um, occurring in our country. Like Uranus to square Mercury, in terms of innovation and new ideas, also a time when we're struggling over power and how power is wielded.
in our country, in our, in our world, um, which is certainly taking place here. Um, and then one more, it's, it's, there's a lot going on <laughs> and in 2017 into 18. We also have the planet Neptune, that very planet I mentioned earlier that rules dreams and vision and the imagination, which allows us to dissolve what is before us and see something more having a more inclusive understanding. But to get from here to there, we go through a period of doubt and misunderstanding and confusion. And that Neptune is going over and lining up with both our rising sign and setting sign with the USA. So we're, we're a little more unsure about who we are, and we're definitely a little more unsure about who the others are in our life, both, both allies and enemies. What's happening here? It's not so easy to read this right now. The previous times this occurred was 1976, which, of course, was when in our country we were going through the, uh, a great shift after the Watergate and, 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 and Jimmy Carter coming into office and, and, and a different kind of government trying to be established at that time. Prior to that was 34, 35 again, just like with Uranus to Pluto. Neptune was also causing this great confusion then. Um, so it it's repeats itself, uh, and so we could see that there are patterns that we'll encounter again and again, and this time will feel like a previous time because it does, it resonates, but hopefully we as a people come better and better to address these matter, matters and, and fulfill our, 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 our part in the world. Um, so I thought what would be useful now is then to take a look at, at the chart of Donald Trump, because obviously he's the leader of our country at this time. Um, and what was striking it for Donald in 2016 into 17, this is something transiting both these years for him, is he has Uranus squaring his Saturn. And the previous times it happened for him was 1994 and 73-74. So he's going through a time which shakes up his sense of reality, shakes up his sense of what is structure and order in my life. And I have to bend with these winds of change. And I wrote about in the blog what that means for him in terms of what he went through in both those prior periods. But the bigger transit, the more powerful transit that he is undergoing at this time is Pluto square Jupiter. And Jupiter, of course, is the planet of truth, of belief, of one's philosophy, of one's meaningfulness. And Pluto is the will. And the temptation with Pluto square Jupiter is that I want to use my will, my power to impose my truth or beliefs or what have you upon whomever. And the challenge, again, is not to do this, but to, to turn this energy back on oneself and to question and reexamine what is truth and what are my truths uh, in this world so I can exercise power in a way that is rightly focused in terms of being guided by principles would be essential. Uh, moreover, this is the year when, when, as I mentioned in the blog, uh, Donald is born with, uh, a, with his sun and moon exactly opposite one another. And this is the year that Saturn is moving over his moon and over his sun, opposite his sun and on his moon, which means he's not happy this year. He's going through a very stressful time. There's a lot of pressure on him. Uh, and, and he feels that pressure very strongly here as the year began and the, the second wave, which is when something might happen and he's going to feel a real crunch coming uh, for him and for what is happening in his life and his world will happen this summer. So that's when something probably is going to really sort of come out and, and be more manifest in terms of a struggle, a challenge and a, hitting a real low point physically and emotionally for him. Um, as I mentioned, uh, people have often commented on how Donald seems to be, you know, different and unusual. And he certainly is because he's born with that sun Uranus conjunction and it, it leads his chart. So he's he's meant to be a disruptor, an innovator who, who writes his own rules, who makes his own way. But because Uranus is next to his sun and opposite to his moon, there's nothing that's holding him to a center. He is, it'd be fine if he had one or the other affected by Uranus and he could show exceptionalism. But by having the two lights, the sun and moon aligned with this one planet, it means he's inherently unstable. Uh, and therefore there, is, there isn't a center there that holds. He flings from one thing to another, which can be very disconcerting uh, to those observing this. Uh, and then secondly, in terms of his predisposition and, and potentials in life, he's got that Mercury square Neptune, which is great if you're going to be a storyteller and a painter and a poet. It's great for the imagination. It's great for visualizations. But in terms of clarity and communications and holding thought forms in a more uh, a steady way, this is a person who's going to just tell stories and make stuff up and may forget what they said and, and, and just they can move on to the next thing. So he can hold contrary thoughts, multiple thoughts and say, make multiple statements that aren't consistent 
this is this is him being him. It's not him trying anything. He really can't help it, I don't believe. Uh, and so he needs something to help him steady his mind out. Otherwise, we're going to be dealing with a, a rather chaotic situation, which, of course, we have seen quite a bit of that of late. Um, I thought then maybe uh, maybe we'd like to take a look at uh, in terms of um, uh, other people in his administration, people are wanting probably to know about Stephen Bannon. Of course, he's a Sagittarius. We don't have a real chart from this no time of birth, but uh, he definitely is someone who um, is going to be, uh, I, I would say, a person who's very capable of manipulation and control, um, which was coming out of his fear, which is because of his moon-Pluto conjunction, is something that we would note in a person like this and, and, and having a sort of a, an approach to life which is rather uh, deep and profound, uh, but, but driven in terms of secrets or, or mysteries. Um, we then look at, I would like to turn to look at, look at um, uh, Ivanka's chart, and Ivanka is a Scorpio, um, and her, her uh, we don't have, again, a time of birth for her, and it's not available as such yet, um, but her moon's in Sagittarius no matter what time she's born, and that makes her a person who's rather deep and insightful, but emotionally and the way she carries herself off, she's going to appear to be very open and forthcoming and sort of free and easy. Um, she has a very serious mind, Saturn next to her Mercury, a disciplined mind and was disciplined growing up as a child, certainly in that regard, I would think. Um, there may have been some volatility in the home in terms of emotional upsets and tra trauma that she was um, witnessing or experiencing that sort of moon lining up with her Mars. But I do see her as a very steadying force uh, in terms of this administration because of her one being a Scorpio and a very fixed and purposeful person uh, and also having a very critical or very uh, focused kind of mind or intelligence. Um, her husband, um, and again, looking at what she's going through right now, maybe would prove useful. Um, she, um, this year, um, she's under a tremendous mental strain as one can quite imagine with Pluto squaring her Mercury. And so this is the year where she's feeling pushed and pulled in terms of her thought forms and ideas and has to pick her way very carefully in terms of neither imposing her thoughts nor letting other people impose their thoughts upon her. And this is something that continues for her for these next two years. So she needs a lot of opportunity to sort of de-stress given the pressures or, or com uh, complications or problems that are being put on her plate. If we look at Jared's chart now, and, and again, Jared um, is sort of like has all these many roles, it seems now in the administration. Um, well, he's quite capable because after all, he is a Capricorn and Capricorns are known for being masterfuls uh, about many things. And they are the, they're the sign of the chief executive or the person who can take on many responsibilities. He definitely has a very strong will because he's born with that Sun-Pluto alignment as well as Mercury-Pluto. So when Jared makes his mind up and wants to make a point, he can be very persuasive and powerful, even relentless. And yet his emotional nature is one that seems to come across as very kind and considerate and gentle because his moon is in Pisces. There's a, there's a deep heart there, a deep compassion there. Um, but I think behind that compassion and empathy is a person with uh, great nerves of steel or determination, especially when it comes to thought forms and in terms of accomplishing things. Um, then we should turn our attention, I would think, uh, to some of those outside influences that we are encountering in our world. Uh, and I have before me here the chart, the real chart uh, of Vladimir Putin. Um, and what's striking about the chart right away is that here again, we have another individual like Donald Trump who has a son Uranus alignment. Uh, and so also Putin would see himself as a man who's exceptional, who'll break the rules, who'll shatter the norms, who shows innovativeness in his life. Um, but his moon is not affected this way. So it shows that he has uh, a more, a more solidity into him. He's not as unstable as we would say uh, Donald could be. And moreover, Putin has Scorpio rising. And Scorpio rising people see life as a struggle. There's winners and losers. And by goodness and by golly, he's going to be a winner because the ruler for the planet, for the sign Scorpio, is the planet Pluto. And Vladimir Putin has that at the very top of his chart. He will wield power, one would say, ruthlessly. And indeed, his Jupiter, he was born with Jupiter square, his Pluto. So he sees his job in the world as imposing his truth or visions or beliefs upon the world around him. Um, he is certainly no one to be messed with. 
Uh, and uh, obviously, if he's your ally, it's wonderful. But uh, if he's your enemy, uh, expect a very, very deep and grim battle uh, because of his uh, determination here. Uh, we then turn to the leader of uh, present-day China, present-day leader Xi Jinping, um, born June 1953. Um, and here again, we find an individual who is a Gemini like Donald, but very unlike Donald, because again, the emotional nature is steadied by the fact that his moon is in Leo and not afflicted by the planet Uranus. In fact, for Jing's case, he has his Mercury aligned with Uranus. So he is a person who will think outside the box, be quite an original thinker, um, very innovative, uh, and, and show exceptional ability there. Um, and, and in terms of what he is going through or what China is going through for, with, with him as a ruler, um, this is a year where he feels great. there's great weight put on his shoulders in terms of Saturn now being opposite his son. So somewhat like Donald, he feels like this is a very pivotal year where things can go one way or the other. Uh, coming next year, even greater struggles as he tries to maintain order in his life and order in his world, as Pluto then will line up with his Saturn and with his Neptune. And uh, I, I would expect, uh, given China's chart as well, that is going to be quite a challenging year for him and for China in 2018. Um, then we might want to take a look at the chart of Iran. And again, here again, we, we come across the challenge of understanding well, what is the chart of Iran, given um, many iterations of when this country was formed and has gone through many different uh, episodes? But the most recent, of course, is the revolution with Khomeini taking power after the fall of the Shah, uh, who we had put into place in the 50s. Um, and, and so in, in February 79, Khomeini comes in and, and starts the, the Islamic State. Um, and in terms of that country's chart, it's, it's quite striking. Um, they, they have their Pluto in the seventh house. So they take their will and willpower and tend to put it out there in their conduct towards other countries in terms of other, their relations with others. Uh, they see themselves as on a mission of transforming others in the world. And they have spread their revolution and try to spread their revolution as much as they can and support other revolutionary movements in the Middle East and around the world. That has been one of their, their hallmarks um, in, in, this, in, in their time of existence as, as the Islamic State. Uh, certainly last year, they went through the great pressure of the U.S. implying to them to, to discontinue their, their development of nuclear weapons. And indeed, that was the year where they came to a big decision and decided to forego some independence and originality for themselves because of Uranus lining up with their Uranus. I'd say this year, uh, again, there's a great struggle taking place for them in terms of power and how it's wielded uh, and, a, and a questioning about the certain structures of the society and whether they're going to be uh, will have, have to go through a more a more powerful or difficult change. Again, the, the, the sanctions on them brought them to their knees in terms of their economy. And now that they've been lifted, the question is, will their economy bounce back or are there inherent problems within the culture and economy that have to be first dealt with for them to truly benefit from the lifting of sanctions in, in their country or to their country. Uh, of course, another major player across the, across the sea there for them uh, is Israel. And, and, and looking at Israel's chart, which is May 1948, um, the, the, the chart of the Israelis is quite striking because here, just like in the U.S., Saturn's in the 10th house, which means, yes, the law is critical for, for, for Israel, but so it, it Delta has its moon there, the people, and Pluto there, transformation, and Mars there being a very, in terms of their public stance in the world, a very a martial country in terms of its defense of itself and fighting for itself is a very important component of the Israeli character uh, right from the get-go. As soon as they declared their independence, they were attacked. It makes sense. Um, and indeed, that martial spirit shows up very strongly here uh, in terms of their, their chart and, and, the, and therefore their, their sort of energy in the world or how they appear to others in the world. Um, as far as what Israel's going through at this time, it seems to me that they are trying to go through a shift in terms of how they balance out their truths and beliefs and respect for individual rights and understanding. It's Saturn on their Jupiter while opposing Uranus, and it's this balance between freedom and independence and originality versus following a certain belief system or teaching or truth that they are in the midst of a struggle about within at least their own country this year. Um, uh, and then, of course, I also have the chart for Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, the leader of Israel, and in terms of uh, his chart, 
Uh, he's a double Libra, actually, um, and has Sagittarius rising. Um, and, and in terms of his chart this year, what is striking is that um, he's going through a rather difficult period of being pushed and pulled emotionally in his life as Pluto goes over his moon, while also facing some questions about value and, and self-worth or money and income issues. And of course, there's all these questions about payoffs and, and corruption that as you're in power long enough, things begin swirling around that might lead to trouble. And at the same time, this is the year that Uranus is opposite his son. So he, there are some shocks and surprises heading BB's way this year as he tries to hold on to power and, and jockey amongst all these contending forces within his own country, uh, holding that coalition together should be uh, quite tricky for him this year. Uh, then we can turn to Korea. I know I'm, I'm going to this rather quickly, but I want to cover what I can for all of you and then get to the phones because I see several of you are, are calling in already and I want to uh, take your questions. Um, in terms of Korea, now again, we have a chart for Korea, but also it's always useful to look at the, the leader's chart. And Kim Jong-un, the, the present day leader born in January of 1983, again, birth for him. Uh, but he is a Capricorn, uh, and he has what's called in astrology a wedge pattern, which means all the planets are tightly bound in a very sh uh, small part of space. And those people are driven. They are on a mission. They are undeterred from that mission. Uh, they often lack peripheral vision, but when they've got their sights set on something, they're going to get there and nothing's going to stop them. Uh, and, and coupled with that in his chart is the fact that, that he, he's not only a Capricorn, but his moon's in Scorpio. Um, which means this is a person who has tremendous power to climb the ladder of life and will be ruthless in its execution, which, of course, he has been known for in terms of what he's done to both, both people in his, the general uh, administration, plus even family members, eliminating all contenders and holding on to power. Um, in terms of what he has faced this year, this is a very powerful year for Kim, last year and this year. This is when Pluto, the planet that rules the will and willpower, is parked on top of his sun. That is a time when a person's power is tested, and either you come to even greater power and the rightful exercise of it, or you can be brought down and, and, and destroyed by your power by the misuse of it. So in terms of power struggles and him seeing himself involved in a great power struggle, a life and death struggle, uh, Kim is there this year, and, and certainly was there partly last year. Um, so this, this, is, this is a very dangerous corner of the world as we know, and this person is going through a very dangerous time indeed in regard to all that. Um, another very big uh, country in the news of late has been Turkey uh, on the front lines of what is occurring there in the Middle East and the Syrian uh, diaspora and dealing with uh, the, um, the refugees and harboring many, many refugees from Syria at this time, uh, doing their part um, to to um, to try to alleviate, alleviate the suffering of so many. But again, uh, Turkey has its own problems, of course, and, and, and challenges, and one being that um, it was founded in 1923, and, and the attempt was at that time to, to break apart at the end of the Ottoman Empire and move towards a more European-style uh, state based upon rules of order and law and not by personal associations or connections and try to form a, a, a rational modern state. Uh, but of late, the last 10 or 15 years, Erdogan and his party have been sweeping into power and establishing more and more, as opposed to the pure rule of law, moving to create a state that's more of an Islamic state. Not that that's not a legal state, but bringing in more uh, attention to and trying to uh, appeal to the rural majority and people who are holding to a more uh, orthodox faith in their country. And so there's a great struggle between cosmopolitan culture and, and, and the more uh, traditional culture in that country taking place at this time. Uh, and that struggle definitely shows up in Turkey's chart, but even more in, in uh, Erdogan's chart. And, and this is a person who um, born in February of 1954. He's a Pisces. Um, and so Pisces is a sign known for its vision and its imagination and its, 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 its desire to bring about that vision in some fashion or another is what motivates a Pisces more than anything else. Um, and in terms of um, how he would wield his power and show his power in the world, um, this is a person who is, once he sets his sights on something, he's going to do it. Um, he may hurt himself in so doing it, but because of his son Mars Square, 
Uh, there is great determination to, to pursue something and assert something and make it happen. And this is the year, 2017 is the year, that the planet Pluto, again, the planet that rules the will and willpower and the exercise of power, has come to the ascendant of Erdogan's chart. And so this would be the time when he steps into that greater measure of power, moves into the power he's been seeking all along in his life. And of course, in the next week or so, uh, Turkey will vote and try to change the constitution to do exactly that for him, to give him even more power than he already has. And this is his moment to try to seize that as far as I can tell. Um, then in terms of uh, another person wielding power and perhaps misusing power in the world, we have Bashar al-Assad. Again, we don't have a time of birth, but he is a, he is a Virgo, uh, born in 1965, um, and born with the sun right next to Pluto and, and Saturn opposite Pluto. So he was brought up in a family where the exercise of power, the ruthless exercise of power, was front and center for him, and his father was that certainly. And then he commented and thought that Bashar wasn't that kind of person. He wouldn't be like that. He was studying medicine, dentistry, I think, in England. And then his father died and he had to come back and become the crown prince after his brother had died. And, and yet he contains in his chart here all that signs of a person who can wield great power, but also be an abuser of great power in the world. And certainly other, and no one would contend with that in terms of what he's been doing. Uh, of late, though, he's in a period now, 2017, where he's really feeling the power, Pluto trining his sun. But meanwhile, his source of power is getting eroded. Neptune's also going over his Saturn. So though he's, he's striking out and trying to be bolder and stronger, I think his fortunes and foundations are actually eroding from underneath him. And he's in a much more tentative place than he might imagine, which should prove itself out over these next months and perhaps year or so as more things unfold in his chart in 2000, into 2018. Finally, I'd like to finish up with two of our uh, countries that were at our founding, the country that we broke free from, the UK, and the country that helped us become independent, France, and both going through their own tremendous changes, of course, in their world. And again, with a country like the United Kingdom or, or Great Britain or England, what do you choose? There's so many different charts, but one that seems to work and resonate year after year, still to this day, is the chart of the United Kingdom, what they call the Glorious Revolution, the Restoration, which was back in 1689, because England had its own revolution. In, in, the, eight, in the 1640s, they, they, the parliament seized control. They took the king prisoner. They chopped off the king's head. It was a whole 130 years before we had our revolution. They had their revolution, and then they had the dictatorship, and then finally the, 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 the restoration of the, of the monarchy came about, and a parliamentary system was set up that was in balance of forces and powers. And indeed, in the Glorious Kingdom chart, the sun is placed, the center of the country's chart is placed in the 11th house, which is the, the house of legislatures. And of course, England prides itself on being a parliamentary system and the legislature is king for them. And, and so this chart makes a lot of sense to me. Um, but then looking at what they've been going through lately, this last year, 2016, was the year that Neptune returned to Neptune in the UK chart. And so Neptune is your dream, the dream of you and who you are. And so basically a dream of the UK was concluding and a new dream was beginning. And they also were going through a great struggle with the will and willpower and control as Uranus was squaring their Pluto uh, at this time. So quite striking in terms of the US Pluto is exactly opposite the UK Pluto. So we're going through our struggle with power and control of freedom versus control, and they were and are too last year. Uh, this year, there's, this continues, this unfolds, and in 2018, uh, I would imagine that the UK is moving into a new kind of uh, expression of their individuality in the world and how they wield their power, which obviously is speaking to the Brexit and, and moving into new relationships uh, with the surrounding territories or countries <clears throat> in the world. Excuse me, let me get a, a drink of water here. <laughs> I, often find my, <clears throat> I often find myself in readings, that's what I do. I just talk and talk and talk, and I forget to breathe. I forget to drink, and I, my body reminds me that I need something. So there you go. Um, and then finally, France. Uh, and again, the, the operative chart for France is the Fifth Republic, which is October 1958. Uh, and again, uh, what is happening in that chart, what's striking about that chart, uh, is that this last year, um, 
the, the struggle for France is in terms of now they're, fa- they're reaping something that they've sown and facing the karmic consequences of how they have dealt with the individuality of one and all versus not paying heed to that. Uh, again, part of this is all the dissatisfaction with the elites and with the, 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 the intellectual classes and, and the people who feel that they have not been listened to or paid heed to. And that certainly is happening. And then in 2017, Uranus squares the ascendant of the France chart. And so this is a year where their relationship to themselves and relationships to the world is going through a shock and surprise and upset. Uh, and certainly that doesn't mean that one side or the other is going to win, but certainly more than any other time in France's history of late, People just don't know what's going to happen in a couple of weeks when they go to the polls. It's, it's really unknown which way is this country going to go. Um, and in terms of uh, maintaining a certain kind of order or going off into a more, uh, more transformational and change of their political economic life. So um, I thought that was all sort of just illustrative that we're not just each of us going through all this together as, in terms of these major planetary transits that set the astrological weather, but, but individuals and groups of individuals and entities like corporations and countries also have these particular alignments taking place in their chart year after year. And it's fun to study these things and maybe do a more detailed study of time periods and history and looking at countries' charts, just like I do for individuals' charts when I try to explain the arc of their life and story. It's fascinating to see how these energies are weaving in and out of our lives and informing our, our experiences down here. So I thought what I'd do in these last remaining minutes, I realized I took up quite a bit of the show here with that, but again, we'll keep doing these shows, is uh, bring in some of the uh, people who are, are waiting to speak to me here, and we'll see what they have to say or ask and ask a question. So I'm going to go with uh, caller number one. And hello there. Who am I speaking to? Hello? 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 Yes, hi. Hello? Yeah. Oh, is it okay? It's me. <laughs> you you are on. Yes. Just, Hello. <laughs> okay. This is Melissa. Hi. Okay. I'm Melissa. Melissa. Hi. Uh, my Hi. birthday is. Uh, are you ready? Oh, I'm first, sure, I sure. want to say I love. I love your show. I've always loved your emails that you send and your beautiful poetry. It's uh, meant a lot to me. I I really love. I'm so glad you're doing your show. Yes, I'm, ha- um, I'm having a lot of fun. I, I've had fun for years working with clients individually and then moving into the blog in about 2010. And then this just seems like the next natural step. And I'm really enjoying the opportunity to, to reach people in a different way and also actually have direct contact with people as we're having right now. That's just wonderful. So so, uh, so what, is, what is your birthday? Uh, March 27th, 1951. You say 60 or 51? Uh, 50. I, I didn't. Uh, yeah. Five, five, one. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. And three. Oh, I'm sorry. Twelve fifteen a.m. Just right after midnight, in yeah. Charlottesville, Virginia. Charlottesville, Virginia. Okay. And what question do you have for me, Melissa? Well, uh, I, what's on my mind right now is about my home. I've lived here in this house for 36 years, and it's it feels like it's time to do something different, but uh, um, I don't know. I just I'm really very confused. I just didn't know if you had any insight. If you saw a move coming up for me, or what you saw, but if you and if you see something else that's like more exciting, you know, go where you want to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure, sure. So let me just see where I, where I, can, I I'm just looking at the the visual. Now I'm letting it run with the, all the transits and progressions, to give me the details. But I would say to you that. Um, we look at the chart in a two-fold way, the inner life unfolding and the outer life sort of coming at you. And in your inner life, your progressed moon, that inner measure of time, has spent the last almost three years, two and a half years, certainly moving through the fourth house, the house of the home. And so mm-hmm. you should have been spending these last two or three years reexamining what kind of home did I come from? What kind of home and family and nurturing experience do I currently have? And what is that home out there in my future? What, is that, what am I moving towards would be really important questions for the, this past period. It's really been a time of, of recentering. And what I would say you're going to start doing in the next month or so is that Progress Moon will now move into your fifth house in May. And it's a time to now focus on stretching yourself as a creator, as a leader, 
in terms of how you give and receive love. Um, the fifth house is sort of the house move. It's like you move out from your center now and express more your true self that you've discovered in these last couple of years and put it out there. So you might move on to a new stage of acting, a new role of participating in the world, just be more creative or take on a leadership function. That certainly resonates here. Um, and then the outer measure of time, the planet Saturn, well, it is in your first house. It moved, was dancing around on that doorway in 2016. It's mm -hmm. now firmly, firmly in there for this year uh, and will stay there well through most of two, um, through 2018. And when Saturn's on, in your first house, the question that the universe is asking you is, who are you? What do you want to mm -hmm. call yourself now? Um, and what attitude are you bringing to life? And are you, are you overwhelming or underwhelming or hitting the mark just so is the question you want to be addressing. And often when Saturn's in this house of identity, you are thinking part of your identity could be, well, where I live and where I'm doing all this. Could, so that does raise that possibility of making a change. Um, I would certainly say that given that you have not just your son, but also Mars, your ruler, being that you're an Aries and your Mercury in the fourth house. This is the most complex, compelling, and at times confusing area of your life, you know. <laughs> <It's a home. laughs> so so there's a, it's a very rich ground for drawing upon sustenance and understanding and meaning in your life. But it also means um, I, I know I've got work to do here. I'm trying to figure things out. The, the, the great gift of the sun being there it usually is a promise to a soul that the last part of one's life, the last third or quarter of one's life, is spent in great self-enrichment and contentment about how connected I feel to myself and the roots of my life and my home life are, are assured by all that. And so it looks good for the future um, in terms of what you would, would have happen for you here. Um, but, but are you thinking of moving just changing homes or moving to a different part of the state or a different state altogether? What, what are your uh, thoughts? No. Uh, my, uh, my children and grandchildren are all close by, so I'm not going to go too far out of the zip code, but, um, everybody says I should downsize. We should, you know, I'm, I'm just not sure. Do I tear this place down and build a new house that's better or just move around the block or, yeah, it's, it's all well, of that. And I'm going to tell you, that. when you started talking about that fourth house, I got goosebumps from head to toe. I'm, I'm oh, yeah. Well, well and again, with, with, Mer with, with Mars being in there, you should always be doing home projects. You should always be taking down a wall, putting up a wall, doing projects in your home. Oh. That's, you, you need to use that energy um, because you need to expend it someplace, and that's a good way to do it. It's like, oh, let me fix that. Let me change that. Let me up, you know. Those are good things for you. <laughs> I do that. All the time. My husband said our last house, the only thing that was holding the walls up was all the paint. Because well, no, no, yeah, you're, you're going to be, and he should let you do that because by you doing that, it'll be calmer in the household. If you don't find an outlet for your energy in a physical way, it'll come out in other ways that are less pleasant for him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so he should just let you keep busy. That's, that's good for you. But, um, but I think what you're moving into really is a chance to sort of explore and expand your creativity um, and, and, and enjoy that. So, and it, again, if this is the house of children, enjoy your children more and experiences with them um, should really be occupying your time and attention over the next couple of years. Okay. Okay. That's okay. wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're very welcome, Alyssa. Nice talking with you. Right. Uh, Bye-bye. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Bye-bye. Hello. This is Bill. Hello? Hello. Hi. Who's this? This is Joyce. Joyce. Hi, Joyce. Yeah. My birthday is 10-8-1942, uh, 2.50 p.m., Providence, Rhode Island. 2.50 p.m., and that's Providence. Okay, hold on. I'm just getting this in there. Rhode Island. Okay, and and you know, what question? What question do you have for me, Joyce? I need some money. <laughs> okay, uh, you need money. And, and um, well, let's see where everything is in your chart right now. Let me just look at the the, the dynamic wheel here and see how things look. Um. um well, 
I mean, the, the, the good news would be there that Jupiter, which is the greater benefic and brings blessings and expansion into our life, has been for the last year moving through your second house, the house of, I mean, the, the eighth house, the house of unearned income. So it's sort of like getting an inheritance, getting a legacy, getting a gift that one wasn't expecting. It is a time where one might go into it, take out a loan to do something to, to increase one's income if one wanted to do that. But in terms of settlements and, and payouts that we haven't really earned, that's what that house uh, really sort of, uh, sort of uh, I underst we understand it having rulership over those matters. Um, but I think that the, the bigger question is here that the planet Neptune has just begun moving through your second house, which is the house of your resources and values and sense of self-worth. And that's a much deeper, much more profound spiritual uh, question about now I'm coming to this new experience of what value is in my life. Um, and as I do that, I need to confront my fear, which, of course, is insecurity for you um, in this regard because of Saturn being down there at the bottom of your chart. Um, and so you're, you're, you're sort of afraid of the conditions of your life as they conclude and, and or coming to this last third or part of one's life. And Neptune is saying this is a test of faith um, and you have to believe and believe in yourself and, ha and have, have uh, a vision or dream to guide yourself by to hold yourself steady um, would be something that you're experiencing that challenge at this time. Um, and um, I, I, let's see if anything else is sort of influencing that at the same time. Um, I, as it were, I would say, if you can tap into this energy um, and use it as it's meant to be used, um, this is a year that you can confront your fear and learn to dissolve some of it away or let it go. That I, I don't have to be afraid here. I have, I am enough. I have enough. Um, my value is within me, not so much what I have around me. Uh, and I should be grateful what, for what I do have, I suppose you would say. Um, and of course, the good news is you're, you're a Libra after all. And so, uh, so is my brother. He always wants to know when he's going to be lucky. And I would tell anybody they're going to be lucky when Jupiter's in their sign, especially when it goes over their sun. Uh, and not that luck is luck. Luck is what we make of it by being kind and considerate and generous towards others. And Jupiter this made, makes three passes on your sun this year. One was November 19th. The next one coming up is May 6th. So in a few more weeks, you're in a very lucky time where something can happen. There'll be good fortune, good luck for you on the 5th, 6th, or 7th of May, as one would argue. And then uh, the final time comes just like a couple of months later in, in mid-July. So you've got three moments here where opportunities come knocking and you need to keep your eyes and ears and wits about you and look around for where the universe is pointing you towards something that is favorable for you. Okay? Okay. Could you tell me when Neptune will be in Sagittarius in 2018? Oh, no, no. Uh, um, Neptune is, is moving through Pisces until 2026. Um, okay. were, you, so, what, what, um, were you talking about something else, maybe? Um, I mean, Saturn is moving out of Sagittarius into Capricorn at the end of this year. Maybe you mean that? No. Okay. No? It was something to do about my husband, who's uh, very elderly. And uh -huh. I think Neptune is going into his Sag uh, or... Oh, okay. it could, it could, okay, it could, it could well be that Neptune will be going over um, his 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 son if he's a Sag, um, yeah. if he's born in the right the middle section of Sagittarius or so. Uh, that could be happening, and that would be. Oh, oh my goodness, we're going to lose our show. Um, so yes, that would be a time you'd want to watch him very carefully in terms of his energy levels and his sensitivities to uh, infections or diseases that might not be cleared out easily, or he'd want to be more vigorous in clearing them out. So he's not, uh, persisting in an infection or a weakened state. Um, it's a wonderful spiritual connection and we love Neptune, but it does have this effect of diverting physical energies towards other means and therefore less is left that, over for our physical well-being. Okay. Is that 2018? I, I don't know. Um, I, 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 if, if your Saturn is close to his son, meaning your Saturn squares his son or something or opposes his son in this case, um, it could be. And we could take a look at that. So you can just give me a call or, or email me and I'll take a look for you. Okay. I'll be on for three hours. 
because of the the country, and then you know, heck with the uh, the personal. But you're, uh, I think you're wonderful, and I always have. Thank you, oh, cool. Bill. Oh, thank you. Well, so thank you, Joyce. And I'll I'll keep doing these shows, and you can call in again, or just send me an email, and I can take a look at his chart. Just send me his information, okay? I have done personal business with you. Okay. Oh yes. I'll okay. Good. No, that's fine. But just. Just just contact me again, then that'll be fine, okay? Thanks, Bill. Bye-bye. You're very welcome. You're very welcome, Joyce. Have a, have a wonderful day. Well, well, thank you all for tuning in and for listening. And I know I, I threw a lot at you again, and I, and I hope in the weeks and months to come to have a more measured approach and try to cover specifics in a, maybe a deeper and broader way um, and, and take our time with it and take more of your calls, certainly, because I enjoy that. I enjoy doing these little mini readings and offering uh, insights as I can on, on, on your charts and what's happening. So I want to wish you all the very best and thank you for a wonderful show. And I, again, I'll be probably doing this again in the next few weeks. Uh, my very best to all of you and have a wonderful day.